with the sales ladies, you know, asking what size was this bra. And they got them in color too. Oh my good. I was like, <laughs> so they really did enjoy him. I, I thank God for him. Um, uh, he and Courtney and Julian have been taking care of me. Um, so we've been having a wonderful time. And um, God is great. And I want to thank you again for your prayers. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank you for those who have pressed your way to the visitation and to the service. And uh, uh, just everybody's just been wonderful. And I, I truly uh, feel blessed that so many people jumped in and just helped. And me coming from out of town, I, I needed to go here, I needed to go there. So people said, you want to do something? I'll pick you up. And I was like, do you know where Keenan lives? <laughs> and then, after, then they would think about it for a while, and then they would come and get me. So I'm just altogether all thankful. So, um, so much was going through my mind last night. I was at the table for hours, and this is what the Lord wanted me to share. I'm going to speak about recompense and vindication. Um, the reason why I'm saying this is because we are all going to suffer some things. Yes. You're not going to walk this way without suffering. And um, years ago, my sister, who just is with the Lord now, said to me, I wish I had your anointing. Oh, you flow and, 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 and be a warrior and the prophetic flow and your accuracy and everybody, you know, just loves the, you to pray for them and stuff. And I said, well, you're going to suffer. So she looked at me, she said, oh, no, I don't want to suffer. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to suffer. I said, well, you don't want this anointing, but nonetheless, you're still going to suffer. And I want them to lock the door so nobody can leave because we need to talk about suffering. So if you said, if, if somebody said that there's a war coming, and you can't just say, well, I don't want it to be a war. I don't want a war where everybody's preparing you see what I'm saying? They're learning how to use uh, guns, uh, weapons, and everything, and and they're preparing. But you're still standing there saying, "I don't wanna, I don't want a war." But the war will come, and we are in a battle, a spiritual battle. So I'm bringing it up because I know all of us have suffered something at one time or another. So we need to know what to do. We need to know our benefits. We need to know what our contract says in the Bible or what God would do for us as we go through these things. And what's the benefit of suffering? There's a benefit. Our tests and trials don't come to kill us. Our, our tests and trials come to make us strong, to build us up. Amen? In the, in the Pentecostal church, people used to get up. We had testimony service. And people would get up and and they would thank the Lord for their life, health, and strength. And then when they get through, they would say, pray my strength in the Lord. Then somebody came one day and said, you know, when you say pray your strength in the Lord, you're asking for more tests and trials. And they was like, really? <laughs> so then they would end it with, pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't stop the tests and trials. But we're still going to have them. You know what I'm saying? But I would just want to encourage you on the day that God will vindicate us and there's a recompense and that he will comfort us. And, and like everyone has been saying, even in the back in prayer and up here, he will never leave nor forsake us. Amen. So 
with that in mind, I have some good glasses that I left at home because I didn't have room in my purse for these new glass eyeglass cases. So I got the old standbys, amen? amen. Uh, uh, before I was uh, before I get into it, I was just saying that in the midst of hurts and troubles, the enemy does not play fair. He still will come at you. That's why we need to be built up. We need to build up our spiritual muscles. And so. I've been afflicted, I've been sick, I've had loss in my family, I've been abandoned, I've had all these things happen, but you can't look at me and tell Amen. because I have Jesus, amen? He's on my side. So um, with that in mind, I, w I was, uh, the night of the home going, one of my friends from junior high school called and she's she's a, a senior um, Olympic runner we're the same age and she's still running she's got all kind of awards and things and she's getting ready to go to Poland so she didn't know about my sister and so she started telling me about it so I said okay I'm gonna pray for you and then with me still kind of I was still kind of grieving in um, then she offended me by saying, I want another husband and I can't find my reader. You're a reader, aren't you? And I said, so I could feel the Holy Ghost pulling me like, girl, come on now, come on. I know you're grieving, but come on. Don't go, don't go there. Don't act unseemly. So I just said, no, I'm not a reader. No, I'm not a reader. She said, but God, but God tells you things, doesn't he? I said, yeah, he tells me and shows me things. But he's also going, if you want, you want me to minister to you and pray for you, I'm going to tell you what God says. And the main, main thing he was going to say is you better stay out of that witchcraft. Stay away from those astrologers and those tarot cards. And stuff. You, you're inviting the demonic forces into your life. That'll be the first thing. But we didn't get that far. I just said, no, I don't. You know, Their information the wicked information comes from familiar spirits that's watching and they can tell tell the witch or whomever the past things. Our information comes from on high. Our information comes from the spirit of God. He can tell you your past, present, and your future. They can only speculate or make up the future to keep you coming back. You see? And then also you have the blessings of God because we'll break a lot of bondage off your life. Hallelujah. And we will pray in those areas that you need it, whereas they will cast in spells and cause reaping, reaping havoc in your life. So that was the difference. So with her saying that to me, that was offensive. It hurt. You've been knowing me for a long time, and people have said, oh, the way she talked about, was in my mail, that's how they say, oh, you were in my mail, were you reading my mail? They, they, because they don't know about prophets, they, they would assume that you have to be a psychic. Right. So I was offended. So I was, you know, but I shook it off. So I'm just saying that even the apostles, they, they went through a lot. They had a lot of persecution. But Paul would, would try to encourage him, yes, it's going to come, but 
God is with you. So we're going to start with um, 1 Thessalonians 1 and 5. I hope we got the very same thing. Okay, ours is a little, mine is a little different, but um, I'm going to read what, what I have, and then you can see up there. <laughs> Their faith being thus tried and patience exercised, they were improved by their suffering in so much that they were counted worthy of the kingdom of God. That's the thing about it. When we're going through that, he's preparing us to be worthy of the kingdom of God. He's given us that strength. He's given us that power. Because after the Holy Ghost comes, then comes power. Hallelujah. So even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. You know, in Acts 2.38, I believe that's what I heard. It says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Huh? And with power. Who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So what makes us think we don't need the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit indwells us. He's in here. He's ready to help us, to serve us, to teach us, to comfort us. I mean, I'm being comforted right now. Amen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm running strictly on Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen? So the thing that we need to understand is that we need to, to allow the Holy Spirit to, to help us in these weak areas. Call on him. Talk to him. And he's faithful to help us and get through a whole lot of things. But the main thing is we want to be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. We want to be in that a clean vessel that God can use. But he's not, the Holy Spirit is not going to stay in mess now. And if, if you had somebody living in the house with you and you never spoke to them, that would be horrible, right? So the Holy Spirit is in here, so don't ignore him. Huh? Let him do his job. He's all powerful. So that is something that we wanted to talk about was that, that it would help you and make you worthy of the kingdom of God. But he also started to talk about recompense. Um, it said, Paul tells the apostles of the future that shall be given to persecutors and the persecuted. So the thing about that is not only will he recompense those tribulations to them, but we better make sure we're not the ones that's being the accusers. Huh? Because God's going to deal with those people who, who have afflicted us, who have said all these horrible things about us, who purposely tried to hurt us. He will deal with them. And so we want to make sure that we're on the other end of it. Um, so I want to go to First um, Thessalonians 6 and 1. I think she... We're in accord with this one. And that's one of my favorite scriptures. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulations to those who come to you. So what is recompense? It says, make amends to someone for loss or harm suffered. It's to compensate you for the things that you have suffered. God is the one who's going to do that for us. But we've got to, we've got to forgive them and release them and put them in God's hands. As long as we're fighting back and saying horrible things and slandering them, then God is like, well, there's nothing for me to do. Yeah, 
because your flesh is just having a good time. But when you lay this stuff down, when you release this, then that's when God starts to come in and he will start to recompense on your behalf. And we want him to fight for us. Amen. So we need him. He said that he will render a recompense and will trouble those who trouble, trouble you. And the thing about how God is about his people, we're his children. Amen. You know, a good parent cares about their children. Amen. When I worked in law, my boss, Judge Roberts, would say, don't mess with that girl's kid. She's like a wet hen. Amen. I would get on them, but I, uh-uh, nobody else, you know, if something would happen at home, and I was like, I got to go, I got to go, see about my son. He said, girl, gone, gone, gone. She's like a wet hen. And God is like that. That's, that's one of mine you messing with. Amen. Huh? Amen. Then, then you're going to suffer for this. And not only will you suffer presently in this world, but the world to come if you don't get it right. So it just doesn't stop there. Amen. We want to make sure that um, we stay in good standing with God. It's not a real long message because I want to pray for some people, but I want to give you what I have. So um, I want to also talk about vindication, but it's another part that I want. Okay, Hebrews 13, no, okay, Hebrews 13 and 6. So that I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hmm? Amen. Why, why should we fear? This is an Old Testament pro, pro, promise that may, may be applied to the New Testament saints. That was said in the Old Testament, it applies all the way through the Bible. Huh? And then also the Bible tells us if we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small. We're not supposed to faint. Um, there was a situation where I had prophesied to a lady who had tumors. And the Lord told me to go tell her that you need to go and have those tumors removed. No, God is going to heal me. He's going to remove the tumors. And so it was got so bad at, that we had like testimony service. So she got up before the church and she said, and I know God's going to heal me and, re and remove my tumors. And some people just doesn't have faith. So she didn't say my name then, but she had slandered it to a few other people out there. And I had to sit there and take it because I knew what God said. So I didn't faint. I didn't hate her, but I was upset for sure. And so eventually she had to have the tumors removed. She, she, she did not come and apologize to me. Can you go through life if somebody doesn't apologize? I hope you can go through life if somebody doesn't come back. Cause I don't think I'm sorry was taken out of the Bible. You know, I don't think it's in there anymore. But she, she did make it a point to personally tell me I had the surgery. But in the meantime, I was waiting for my vindication. And I was hoping that it came a lot sooner, but it didn't. It took a while before that came about on my behalf. You see what I'm saying? But still, I couldn't faint. And I made a God a promise because it was 
uh, um, some people who whom God was using in the prophetic, and because people criticized them, they sat down. And I said, Lord, he said, they're disobedient. And I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to be faithful, whatever you tell me to do. If I have to take this criticism and stuff, I know you got me. I'm going to keep on, I'm going to keep on speaking. So one of my cousins had, was moving the same way I was moving. And because her son backslid, she sat down. Well, her son was a grown man. How many of you know it's an individual thing? Huh? You put the word down in your children and, and do the best you can. If they stray, the most you can do is keep them covered with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And put your trust in God. Don't let, don't let the enemy kill them, but bring them on back in. But you don't, you're not responsible after that. Everybody has their own spirit. huh? So with that in mind, when you started talking about the, the, the spirit of God, it's like she sat down and she, she died. Not right away, but she did. And that really made me say, okay, Lord, whatever you say. So it'll come a time where you're going to be persecuted. And it may not be church-wise. It'll just be somebody lied on you at work. Somebody just misunderstood what you said. Somebody said something about your babies. Now, you know. When folks start talking about your kids, you can get belligerent. Amen. So those are the things that we have to be careful about in life, knowing that these things will come. But if we put our trust in God, if we stay in the word, if we stay close to him, hallelujah, then we won't have all this confusion that goes in our mind. So if, if Keaton calls any of you, I'm sure you would know that's him. But if I call and say, hey, this is Keenan, you would say, that's not Keenan. That's not him, you know. So that's the same thing when, when you are, are studying the word and spending time with the Lord, you will know his voice. So when the enemy comes in with his mess trying to disguise himself, that's the devil. Or that's my flesh. Huh? This one guy was talking so crazy, I said, who else in your prayer closet? You must, it must be crowded in there. Because he was coming up with all kind of demonic stuff in my prayer closet. I was like, oh, you need to clean that closet out. <laughs> Amen. So you, when you, when, then when you stay in that word and spend time with God, then his, his, familiar, his voice is familiar, familiar. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. So you won't be so easily tricked. Hallelujah. So if Keenan pranks you and, call, and says hello, you'll know that's him, okay? Not me that time. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Hebrew, Hebrews uh, 13 and 6. So that I may boldly say, boldly, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Again, God said he'll never leave nor forsaken you. And it's an Old Testament promise, but it applies to the new saints now. And the enemy has threatenings, and we have to rebuke those things. Um, in, in the process of my divorce, um, I had, my parents had passed the house down to me. I kept paying the notes and everything. But um, so I had it for years. So when I got married, um, 
Of course, he moved in the house with me. So when we got down to the divorce, 12 years later, the judge, his lawyer, my lawyer, and the mediator said, you're going to have to sell that house and get him half the money. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> I called on the prayer band members. I said, well, we're getting ready to go in some heavy warfare. Uh-uh, I, I don't believe this is God. God didn't tell me to move. People's like, well, where are you going to move? Are you going to get a condo? No, I don't need to do all that. This is my house. God said it's my house. I didn't despise them. I forgave them. But nonetheless, with all of them telling, the judge told me, you're going to be in trouble if you don't sell that house and give him half that money. Threatenings. Now, she's the judge and his lawyer and my own lawyer and the mediator saying the same thing. But what did God say? God said, that is your house. So as time went on, I was sitting in the office with, with Tyron, and the telephone rang. It was my lawyer. She said, Miss Kyler? I said, yes. Yeah. She said, Mr. Kyler just called and said he wanted me to call you and let you know that he wants no interest in that house. That house is yours. Amen? Amen? So I had to stand on the word, boldly stand on the word. So a lot of times when people ask me, I said, well, what did God say? But see, they'll let the enemy, the enemy shouts loud. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So the, so, so, the, so the enemy tries to come in and confuse you. But I knew what God said. So I'm just admonishing you to stay, stay with what God said. If you're not sure, get somebody that's spiritual to pray with you, to confirm it. Hallelujah. But don't you be moved because God has some great things for all of us. And all of us have, hallelujah, the seed of greatness in us. And we're going to start seeing more and more of the move of God in our lives. But we need to learn how to put those dukes up in the spirit. Amen. Tell the devil, shut up and get out and go and don't come back. Use those words. Use your power. The spirit of praise and worship. Sometimes you can't even think of words to say. You don't need a lot of prayer going on. You've been praying forever already. So then it comes down to the, I'm just going to go into a praise. Because that's going to get his attention. It's like you waving at God saying, God, do you remember me? You remember me? You remember me? And, and it just touches us hard when we're praising and worshiping God. So we, are not, we don't have to beg. We don't have to beg God for anything. We're his. We can come boldly to the throne. We're his. And we can trust him. So when we were little, if my uh, father or my mother was, well, mostly my father, but my mother was always budgeting because it was nine of us in the house. But my father, he, he spoiled us. So when he was going to the store, we would all put in our requests. <laughs> Whatever we wanted, all kind of cereal and you know, all kind of stuff. And we knew once we asked our father, we could celebrate then. And so we said, Daddy, I want some cupcakes. Okay, just running around getting some cupcakes. I'm getting some cupcakes. But mom was like, that ain't in the budget. I said, where is daddy going to the store? <laughs> You don't do right sometimes, but she was, she, my mother was beautiful, a sweetheart, but she knew that she had to stretch some things. 
you know. And then he would, he had a, a very wealthy friend and his wife was, uh, lived in uh, South America. She was, she was so, so, so rich that when she had a ba her baby, she only visited the baby. She had the nanny take care of the baby. And she said, every once in a while, I would go and spend time with the baby. What? So she would wear something one time, and then her dad would take them, and he would sell the clothes. And it was the same size as my sisters and me. So my, my, my father would buy us those expensive things. We had like a little diamond, you know, little diamond chain and little pearl and, and the clothes that my father did. So I always say that we, we don't get intimidated by men because we had a father who, who made us feel special. And see, that's the problem with a lot of these girls. They don't have that. They don't have anybody say you're beautiful and buy you nice things. Mama was going to Montgomery Wars, Kmart, whatever she could go, you know, and I appreciate that too. But I'm just saying the specialty, this house special our father, you know, was. And that's how our father is. He wants us to have the best. Amen. You know, he don't want us scraping all the time and letting the enemy just take stuff and intimidate us. Hallelujah, make us afraid. And um, one of the things I wanted to talk about as far as uh, vindication, I think I did a, another uh, definition. Vindication is the action of clearing someone of blame or suspicion. And I always say that vindication, he will clear you of all false uh, accusations, and he will clear your name, and he'll punish for you. He will punish for you. And so um, one time we were, we were at church and the spirit was so high and everybody was just dancing and praising. No, no, sanctified folks, we just, we just be having a good old time. And we were just praising the Lord and shouting. And so as I was shouting, I think I told the story before, um, they, the, the elders had already said, if you're not an elder, do not go up in that pulpit. So we knew not to go up there. But in the midst of everybody praising God and the band, you know, had the drums going. I don't know if Kenny was on the drum, but those drums, boom, 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 boom. You know, the drums were going. So the Lord said, go up there and pray for Mother Moss. You heard her speak of Mother Moss. She was the mother of the church. You definitely wasn't going to be laying hands on her too fast. You man. So I said, Lord, they told me. I'm, I'm still praising God, but I said, Lord, they told me, no, go up there. He said, move so I was like okay so how would I get up there I know I'll dance up there so I danced up there mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. got over to mother Moss I laid my hands on her chest and I prayed for her and then I went dancing back down mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. so I want to tell you about <laughs> Praising the Lord, the dancing. You know when they really in the spirit and you know that they just want to get their dance on. Because when, when, the, when I came down those steps, the pastor stopped the music. So if you were still in the spirit, you would still be going, oh, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. But if you wasn't in the spirit, it was like musical chairs you run and sit down with your fan, just fanning, you know. So I, said, I heard the enemy say, oh, you're going to get it now. Not only did you go up there, but you laid hands on the mother of church. And she wasn't funny like that. But they, they was just had, 
had the way of doing things. So the pastor walked up to the, he walked up to the uh, podium, and so he could see her out of side of his eye, peripheral vision. And so when Mother Moss stood up, he just stopped. So she took her time, and she walked up to the podium, and she said, "Saints, I want you to know that while everyone was praising God." My chest was hurting me so bad. I thought I was having a heart attack. But because of the music, she couldn't shout out. Amen? She said, but Sister Billy came up and laid hands on me, and it left. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So the church went back in again. You know, we went round on back all over again. But I, they... I was in awe because I was like, Lord, I, don't let this man rebuke me in front of the whole congregation. But that was the thing about vindication. That, that was a quick vindication. She vindicated me even before the scorn came. <laughs> but I was about to get it. So I'm just saying, <laughs> saying to you, you know, there's going to be some times when you pay, spend time with God, that boldness steps up. Suppose I hadn't gone up there. And she had a, had a heart attack and fell on the floor. And they would say, oh, she's slain in the spirit. They'd just been all over. Slain in the spirit. Amen? Amen? So that's where the discernment comes in. And he, hearing the voice of God through all the music and the drums and stuff, I could still hear my daddy's voice say, go up there. Amen. I didn't want any blood on my hands. So God is going to tell you guys sometime, go and Go see about so-and-so, call so-and-so. It's just not uh, something just something told me. If it's a good thing, then you can be guaranteed that it came from God. Amen. Amen? Amen? So we want to be obedient to the things of God. Amen? Amen. Um. Okay. Um, this will be... I think I already did that one. The Lord is my helper. Okay. I want you to know that when it comes down to God, there's nothing man can do. Nothing, and nobody can do anything against God. Amen. And he makes all that men do against his people to turn into their good. We always hear the scripture, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's true. That's true. So the main thing I want to get across to you is suffering will come. I'm not going to tell you it's not. It's going to come. You might be suffering right now. Some things that's going on right now where the enemy is tormenting you, and he pushing the, he's pushing the rerun button. Remember when she did such and such and such? Remember when he did such and such and such? Remember what they said about you? We got to let all that go. Amen. We have to let all that go because what it does, it takes root in us and it becomes bitter root judgment. Amen? We start judging them because of that bitterness that's down inside of us. And we need God to pluck it up and curse it at the root Amen. so that it, it doesn't come back. Amen? So I want... 
us to be able to pray with you if there's some things that's going on let's break this off off your life so that you can go ahead because we are soldiers and God doesn't have any cowards in his soldier and his army amen we have to put on that whole arm armor of God and so we have to know that we're already victorious and that he will hold up hold us up in his right hand of righteousness we need to get renew our mind in that area and I'm gonna tell you one thing the enemy will use the ones that's closest to you to try to make you really feel bad your wife your husband your kids but you know God has to be first regardless of all of that and you have to still love that individual but hate what the enemy is doing but when you have knowledge and wisdom you know who the enemy is and that's who you that's he's your target not your mother not your husband not your wife amen one of my friends mother was just she just didn't care for it at all that was hurting her she was grown had a son and I asked her one day I was praying I said she, she and the father had a real bad relationship and he got real sick and she ended up taking care of him till he died so she was very resentful and I said are you a lot like your father she said yeah they say I look like my father I move like my father that was the root and so I said we're going to pray and you take your anointing oil and you anoint in that house. She anointed in, her, in the mama's shoes. She anointed in the mama's wig. Whenever she took the wig off, she put it in some anointing oil in the wig. <laughs> Anything she thought she could anoint, she anointed. We prayed. And she actually, they had, had other siblings, was the main one who ended up taking care of her mother. And God had fixed that relationship. And she did not allow the enemy to curse her mother or say, I don't want to have anything to do with it. That's a plot plan scheme of the enemy. Don't let him do that. Don't let him separate family. He hates family. He hates marriages. He curses marriages. So we break every curse off of everybody's marriage here right now in the name of Jesus. And we say it will not prosper in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Do you receive that? Do you need the curse broken off your marriage if the enemy's trying to attack you in that area? Hallelujah. Tax against your mind, telling you you won't be able to make it. Hallelujah. Having you thinking that, hallelujah, that your esteem is real low and, 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 and you have no, no control over your life. Hallelujah. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. Hallelujah. It's time for a change and you start excelling in God. And receiving those things that God has in store for you. It's right over your head. I hear God saying it's right over your head. We're going to pull those things down. So if you want prayer, then why don't you come forth and let us pray with you. So that you will go on to be more victorious. And we convinced that he would never leave nor forsake you. That he will vindicate you. And, you, he, and recompense shall come your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>